Hey guys, it's Mishka and welcome to Bookish Bonanza. Hello everybody, so quickly before we jump in, I have a little announcement for you. I will now be going live from my computer right to spotify it will not be live as in like a stream live stream thing it will just be that i won't edit out anything um because it just takes so much time it's so much work and honestly it's kind of putting me off doing this podcast and i love doing this podcast i love recording it. i just don't like editing it so i'm from now on i'm going from live from my computer to your spotify or whatever platform you're listening to this on um so basically, I just will not be editing anything out. Any mistakes I make, you will hear about. Uh, anything like that. So I hope you like this. And um, yeah, well, I will speak to you soon. Bye. Okay, sorry, really quick final notice. Uh, it will be genuinely the final one this time. These are, this is the bookshelf tour for my old bookshelves. Um the small ones as you know as of last week i have put up my new ones and they're looking amazing but i filmed this sorry recorded this uh a little while back when i had my old bookshelves um and i thought well why not you know it's there so i might as well put it out so uh these are from my old bookshelves so don't take anything i say as like what my new bookshelves look like or anything um but yeah so enjoy today i'm going to be giving you a bookshelf tour so basically i'm going to go through all my books i'm going to be telling you their name and i might even be giving a little bit of a synopsis um so without further ado let's jump right in okay so the first book i have is hang on let me just put you up on my desk so that you can hear me better is gone girl by gillian flynn hang on let me just get it out so i can hold it there we go right so i have not got around to reading this the first shelf is my tbr shelf so i have either not read these or uh want to read these or want to reread these um so basically this is about from what i can gather a girl called amy um and her husband i believe nick dunn um yeah his her husband nick dunn and amy goes missing and nick is accused um so i'm very like kind of i'm always skeptical about thrillers thrillers are always a bit meh because the first i've said this before and i'll say it again the first 400 pages just boring and the first and then the last 50 it's like bam hit you with something massive uh, the only thriller I've ever really liked, kind of mystery thriller thing, was We Were Liars by Enoch Carr. I did enjoy that. I didn't really enjoy it up to the plot twist, but then the plot twist was like, oh my god, I did not see that coming. It like really shocked me, and I really liked that. Um, but yeah, so I think I will get around to this eventually, but I'm not leaping on it. I'm not jumping to read it, if you know what I mean. Next up, we have Ballet Shoes by Noel Streetfield. Um, and I still haven't got around to reading it. I tried at one point and I kind of gave up. But now I've got into reading, I would actually kind of like to jump into it because uh, it does seem like a cute story. My grand's read it, she likes it, and it has a really floppy cover. Next up, we have The Wind Singer by William Nicholson. 
Um, this book is basically, I think it's a fantasy dystopian, um, kind of a bit of both. Um, and it's basically in a world called Aramanth where exams are everything. You do well in exams, you do well in life. You do badly in exams, you do poorly in life. Um, but basically, um, this girl rebels uh, and then she gets her family into trouble by doing so. Um, and uh, yeah, so she rebels and she gets her family into trouble by doing so. Uh, and then she and her twin brother have to go out on a little like adventure to try and like help her family and save them. Next up, we have the Rotastrophe Catastrophe, which is the first book in the Ilmore Chronicles. Uh, and this is by David Lee Stone. Um, I have not read this again. Uh, I picked this up in, uh, as I said, uh, during COVID at the moment, people like, because they can't give their stuff to charity shops, they're just putting it outside in the box saying like free or help yourself. Um, so I've picked up this one, The Wind Singer. What else have I got? Let It Snow, The Last of the Sky Pirates, The Death of Robin Hood. And I think that's it. Oh, and The Amber Spyglass, which is down here. Um... But I think they're the only ones I picked up. Anyway, we'll cross the bridge when we come to it. Um, but anyway, so I picked this one up. I believe this is about a fantasy world um, where its capital city is overrun with rats. I believe this is kind of like a Pied Piper retelling. Um, because, uh, hang on, I'll read you the blurb. Ilmore, a country of contradictions, conflict and chicanery. A country riddled with magic, both light and dark, and a capital city overrun with rats. The nice young man, Duke Modcast, set hired to rid the city of its plague has run off with its children, and unless the Duke can track them down and bring the children back, he's dead. So, yeah. <sighs> it sounds like a Pied Piper kind of retelling. When I found out that this was a Pied Piper retelling, I was actually loads more excited to read it than I was originally. Um, it's quite short, it's only like 200 or so pages, I think, uh, 300 pages. 250! Uh, and there's like various pictures scattered out uh, throughout it as well, and is a middle grade. Um, so I'm relatively excited to jump into this one, more so than I was before. Uh, next up, we have. Um, oh my gosh, sorry, I got trapped in all the other books. A Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin. I am, I don't know, half the way through this book. Yeah, I'm probably about halfway through this book. Um, and this is the first book, A Song of Ice and Fire, uh, in the Song of Ice and Fire trilogy, Game of Thrones. Um, honestly, I like this. It's big, which is quite intimidating. It is like uh, 800 pages. It's big. Um, but basically it's about this fantasy land there are different houses that live in different places uh so you have stark you have lannister um but yeah you have all the different houses uh, and so there's all kinds of stuff happens there's murder there's just a whole world of things happens not all of them good so Next up, we have Part of Your World by Liz Braswell. Now, this is a Disney retelling. They've been doing a series of these recently. 
and there's all kinds of them. I think there's like there's uh uh there's tales on this time what if Belle's mother had cursed the beast. It's basically um it like gives you a question that would like twist the story and then it answers it. And so there's like a whole new world. What if Aladdin had never found the lamp? Uh, once upon a dream. What if Sleeping Beauty never woke up? Reflection. What if Mulan had to travel to the underworld? And then also in this kind of, is a kind of side series. There's villain tales, classic stories retold by villains. Um, that's basically from the villain's perspective. Um, but yeah, so um, this one is part of the world, uh, which is obviously um, Little Mermaid. And the question is, what if Ariel had never defeated Ursula? So this book kind of explores it, like, everything's gone wrong. Um, like, her father put himself in her place to protect her. So Ursula has her father and her voice. Um, and, like, she's stuck. And all this, it's just, it's it's, it's quite good. Uh, again, I'm, like, halfway through it. Um, I keep going back to it. I just, I think... It's just taken me a bit long to read and yeah so i do intend to keep going back to this and i do intend to eventually finish this book okay next up we have the hunger games mockingjay i have not read this book i wish to at some point uh but basically uh, this is the third book in the series I have read uh, uh, The Hunger Games, and I have read Catching Fire, and I have yet to read Mockingjay. Um, Catching Fire, I am on a reread, um, but I do want to read this at some point. I am a little bit intimidated by it, uh, because I've heard mixed feelings. I have been spoiled for the ending, um, and I know who uh, who dies. Um, but yeah... Um, I have been spoiled for the ending, and it is a bit, ugh, so, but I do want to read it, I honestly do, so I hope to get round to that soon. Next, we have Hollow City, which is the sequel to Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, um, and now this, uh, I got halfway through originally, and then I gave up. And now I've st- I, I intend to read it again because from what I remember it was good. I just didn't have really the time. Um, but this continues on from the story. I'll give you a synopsis of the first book because uh, otherwise spoilers. <laughs> um, but basically, this boy Jacob Portman goes to this island where he discovers this old school with peculiar children. So like, there's um. A girl with a mouth on the back of her head and a girl that can float and a girl that can like make fire and um a boy that has prophetite like has prophet dreams like he can dream the future uh and there's all kinds of things like that um but yeah i really i am excited to jump back into this one uh next we have snow like ashes oh my gosh this cover is so floppy i honestly have never felt anything like it um so this is snow like ashes by sarah rush uh, i picked this up at the second hand bookstore down my road uh, it's really really nice um and it hasn't been touched that's the good thing about that second hand bookstore half of the books has never been used ever um but this takes place in a world where 
winter and summer are split in two. Um, so basically, um, summer 16 years ago conquered winter and took all of its inhabitants apart from eight. There were eight survivors and it's up to these eight survivors to take back the land of winter. So they're going to go on a dangerous journey to find the locket that contains winter's magic. Um, and they're going to try and get winter back uh, and, you know, save winter. Okay, next up we have... And these are all on my bookshelf, by the way. I'm going to do a bookshelf and then I'm going to do the cube and then the ones that are all scattered about my bedroom. So next up we have Cress. This is on my TBR shelf as well, by the way. Um, we're still on my TBR shelf. I'll tell you when we're not. So next up we have Cress. And this is the third book in the Lunar Chronicles series. I have read Cinder. I am currently reading Scarlet. And I've got Cress as well. Um, but basically it's about... It's retellings of classic fairy tales. So Cinder's Cinderella, Scarlet is Little Red Riding Hood, and Cress is Rapunzel. And basically, they have all their little bits of story. Uh, for example, Cinder, the, the, like they keep the main premise of the book. Uh, Cinder has to go to the ball, basically. Um, but she, but the twist is she's a cyborg, um, and something else that we find out later on in the book. Um, but Cinder is a cyborg and she's living in Beijing uh, and like like that's the bit that's gone off there are several bits that are like away from the story but they hate the main premise like so far in Scarlet she's still wearing like her red hoodie and she's met the wolf um, or wolf <laughs> but she's met wolf and you know so they keep the main premise the grandma's gone missing you know the kind of thing but then they've twisted it like she's in uh france i believe she lives in france and i think her and cinder's paths will cross and then cress and scarlet and cinder's paths will cross uh yes yeah, so i've just like had a look at the blood and it says as part uh, as paths cross and the price of feeding rises happily ever after has never seen further away for cress scarlet and cinder um but yeah, so I am really, really excited. I do hope she's locked up in a tower in this one because that is uh, an aspect I really do like about the story of Rapunzel. Um, but yeah, uh, the fact that she's locked up in a tower and she's like, what does she do with her day and stuff like that. So, Cress. <laughs> Next up, we have, oh, I'm so excited to read this one. The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Oh no, my books are all different sizes and they're all like, oh, and I knocked over Jack and Sally. Um, okay, so The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Again, this I got this from the secondhand bookstore and it has not been read. Oh, I also got Crests and Scarlet from the secondhand bookstore as well. Um, that have not also been touched. Uh, the Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Um, and basically this... Uh, I believe, and I probably got this wrong because I haven't read it and I want to go into this book not knowing too much. I try not to read, like, reviews and stuff uh, because I want to avoid spoilers. Um, so, basically, um, The Name of the Wind is what I believe is it's about a blacksmith um, who is going about her norm his normal blacksmithy business and is interrupted by this boy who walks in called Kavoth. And he... Um, 
tells him the stories of all the stolen princesses and um burned he burned down towns uh he was expelled from the university at a younger age than most people were allowed in yet he's talked to god's loved women and written songs that make the minstrels weep um so he has gone through quite the ordeal and i really am excited to read this book i really i'm very excited to jump in oh my gosh I read that book. anyway Next, we have another one that I picked up off out of the box, um, and that is Let It Snow by John Green, Maureen Johnson, and Lauren Miracle. I read The Fault in Our Stars by John Green, and I didn't love it. Um, but I have been willing to give him another chance because I've heard nothing but good things about his books, including The Fault in Our Stars, which I didn't love, but I'm willing to try something else. Um, I think this might be a good window. Um, so we've got John Green, obviously I've just talked about him. Maureen Johnson helped write The Bane Chronicles and My Lord, that is a good book. Um, and Lauren Maracle, I've never heard of. Um, but these is basically three love stories set at Christmas. So I think I'm going to wait till Christmas to read this book. So I have like Christmassy feelings when I read it. Um, but yeah. So, Let It Snow by John Green, Maureen Johnson, and Laura Merkel. Uh, next up, we have The Maze Runner by James Dashner. Um, I am, like, three quarters of the way through this book. Again, it's a gap filler. I'm reading it as I go along. Um, but this is basically about a, uh, a boy who comes up in the elevator um, into this massive maze, and he doesn't remember anything. I'm sure you've heard the story of The Maze Runner, um but he doesn't remember anything and he is basically thrust into this massive maze um and then like he has like these feelings like i feel like i need to do this you know i feel like i need to do this uh i feel like that has something to do with the massive thing that's gonna happen um but he has like he kind of like feels stuff that can lead him to get out um but i yeah it's actually quite good i mean the writing style wasn't fantastic but it is entertaining and it is fun um so i do like it quite a lot okay next up we have the last of the sky pirates by paul stewart and chris riddell uh this is again another one i picked up off uh, out of a cardboard box um and this is a middle grade i believe it is a middle grade. Um, but, yeah, so basically this boy, he ventures out and he finds a uh, last of the Sky Pirates. And he, like, has to go out on a journey to rid the world of the dreaded Guardians of the Night. So, I'm very excited for this one. Um, well, I wouldn't say very. I'm quite excited for this one. Um, but, yeah, so I'll let you know how it goes. Next, we have The Beekeeper's Apprentice by Laurie R. King. I've actually borrowed this book from my gran, and she says it's really good. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into this, actually. It's like a Sherlock Holmes type thing. Um, it's set in 1915, um, and Sherlock Holmes has retired and quietly engaged in the study of honeybees. And this girl stumbles into him, and she basically helps him solve a mystery um but yeah so and oh it's 1915 so it's the middle of a war as well Ooh, 
exciting. I do like stuff that's set during the war. I, I intend to read some more uh, historical fiction that's based around the war uh, because I do like that kind of thing. Next up, we have another one I picked up called the, and this one is The Death of Robin Hood by Angus Donald. This is a, um, I'm quite excited for this. I mean, it's the final book in the Outlaw Chronicles, so I'm not sure whether I need to read the first couple before I jump in or what I need to do about that. But, um, yeah. So I am quite excited to read this book. Um, but yeah, so can't wait to jump in. Um, right, and we have next we have the Scorch Trials. I don't know why I didn't did this along with the Maze Runner, but this is the sequel to the Maze Runner. I've kind of already given a bit of a synopsis to the Maze Runner, so I'm not gonna speak about the Scorch Trials because I don't want to spoil you or anything. Uh, next up, we have The Interview with the Vampire by Anne Rice. I have already read this book, um, but I think another book was coming in the post and I got excited about that. So I kind of skim read uh, the last of the book. And I really do want to give this another reread because from what I remember, I loved it. I do like vampire books. Um, but yeah, so I am really excited to give this another go. And then finally on my TBR shelf, I have, oh no, it's second to last, because there's another one down there, um, is George Orwell's 1984. Um, and I am um, 30 pages away from the end of this book. Um, but then I had to have the little To Kill a Mockingbird related emergency and I haven't got a chance to get back to it, although I do need to finish it because I want to do a review on it um, with the rest of the classics. Basically, it is set in a dystopian world where wherever you go, whatever you do, Big Brother is watching you. And um, basically, people disappear if they do something wrong, which is, like, really suspicious. And... Um, but everyone's like totally supportive of it um but this guy does not feel the same way and yeah it's just it's insane <laughs> okay next up we have the and finally for the tbr shelf we have the amber spyglass by philip pullman uh, again i picked this up out of a cardboard box but i've read the northern lights but i haven't got a chance to read the subtle uh, the am sorry the subtle knife and I obviously need to read that before I read this. Um, but yeah, so I am excited. And yeah, so basically I'll give you a synopsis of the lights again because, um, you know, I can't really talk about the Amber Spyglass because A, I don't know what it is about and B, it might spoil. So uh, Northern Lights is basically set in a world where every human has a demon, which is like a little animal that's part of their soul and it can like shape shift when they're younger and then it sets and turns into a specific animal and there's um bears like big polar bears i can't remember what they're called they're like uh, the ice bears or something um and then there's the egyptians which are like um people who go on like they live on boats and stuff like that anyway and then there's also like the gobblers 
first book's mainly about the gobblers, which are people that come and they snatch children. Um, and it's all like a myth until it actually happens to someone Lyra knows. So it's all very exciting. And yeah. So next up, we are on the standalone shelf, I believe. Yes. We are now on the standalone shelf. Um, also, disclaimer, these are all standalones at the time of recording. So if you like if there's going to be a sequel, then I'm sorry if it's on the wrong shelf, but I'm sure it will have moved by the time you've listened to this, if it's any consolation. Um, right. So the first one we have is Carrie Smith. This is not a book. Um, this is not actually a novel. It's literally not a book, um, but it's like a, basically a series of challenges, which is very good for this time uh, at the moment. Um, but it's like basically challenges that you do with this book. Um, and yeah, um, very exciting. So next up, we have The Neverending Story by Michael End. Honestly, sometimes I do wonder if he changed his name for The Neverending Story. The Neverending Story by Michael End. I just think that's hilarious. Anyway, this basically follows two perspectives. Uh, one of Bastane, who is a boy reading this book in his maths attic. Um, and the other of Atreyu, who is in a fantastical world called Fantastica. Um, where he is um, Fantastica, by the way, not Fantasia. As I've said before, I could rant about the movie of this, the movie adaptation, for hours. It's it's awful, it's dreadful, never speak of it. Anyway, um, so, never in the story, and we follow Atreyu, who's out on a death-defying mission to find a cure for the childlike Empress, and then Bastion and Atreyu's paths cross and intertwine. It's insane. Right, next up we have Letters from the Lighthouse by Emma Carroll. My brother read this at school and he loved it and he really wanted me to read it. So I read it and I did like it. Um, This basically follows um, these children whose big sister went missing during a bombing raid. They have been evacuated to the countryside um, and basically the whole time they're trying to uh, solve the mystery of what happened to her and it's like she's also what what's what she's been doing because she's been doing something that could be considered like suspicious uh, because she's heard people talking about her and things like that so yeah next up we have ready player one by ernest klein this book my god this book i love this book it's basically set in, I think it's like 2044. I think it's set in like 2044. Hang on. Yeah, 2044. And um, uh, basically, it's a world where it's just, a, it's kind of, it's a dystopian. Um, and it's um, basically, there's this online platform called the Oasis um where people like go in and it's like basically a massive virtual reality online game thing um and you can meet people and stuff like that and basically the man who made this has died and he has left like kind of like easter eggs in the uh the game so like there's like hidden keys 
and they have to find the key and unlock the gate. And then if they do that however many times, they will own the Oasis and all of James Halliday's riches. So, which is quite a lot. So everyone's on the look for it. Um, and pre- a lot of people have given up um, hunting for this egg because it's like really, you know, difficult. No one's found it yet. Um, but then we follow the story of the boy who does find the first key and his like story transgresses we'll say next uh and i know this book is part of a series and it is a part of the series at the time of recording but i've only i've got the first the first one i've read the second one i'm like going to read um it's on my uh like stack of books for the reading rush which i'll get to in a minute um but i am going to read it it's just a standalone at the moment it would look weird on a series shelf without a sequel um <laughs> So that is Matched by Ali Kondi. Um, this is a dystopian book set in a world where everything is decided for you. When, how many children you have, when you die, who is going to be your lifelong partner. Um, like everything is um, like made for that. Um, for the, it's based, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling, I'm going to edit this bit out um but yeah everything is um i don't know what to say here uh but yeah basically it's set in a dystopian world where everything is decided for you um and yeah it's a really good book um right i'm starting the whole match thing again next up we have and that is Matched by Ali Kondi. Um, this book is basically a dystopian where it's set in a world where everything's decided for you, when you're going to die, how many children you have, and who your lifelong partner is going to be. Uh, so our main character, Cassie, goes to be um, matched, and she is matched with her best friend, um, and then she also goes home and she is matched with someone else as well someone who shouldn't be there um so it is crazy high paced and really really exciting uh next up we have fly on the wall and we were liars by e lockhart they're both standalones they're not part of a series they're just by this they're both they're just both by the same author fly on the wall is a contemporary comedy and it is basically about this girl who's not very good with guys um, and one day she's like, you know what? I really wish that I was just a fly on the wall of the boys' locker room. And one day she wakes up, and she is, and she's seeing all these naked guys, and it's just so hilarious um, and funny. And then We Were Liars uh, by again E. Lockhart is a boom, basically a mystery thriller about this perfect family uh, called the Sinclairs. And they, um, they're perfect, they're the the perfect family. Um, And one day they go to their holiday island where they go every year and something goes horribly wrong. And uh, our main character, Cadence, cannot remember. Sorry, there's a little dust on my laptop. Um, Our main character, Cadence, cannot remember what happened. She only knows that she was the cause of it. So this whole book, we're trying to figure out what happened. I didn't love this book um, up until page. 
um, 150. This is a 200-page book. They're both uh, really short. Fly on the Wall's like 180. Uh, and We Were Liars is like 250 or something. And I didn't love this book until like page 200. And I was like, oh my god. I did not see that coming. The plot twist was insane. I was like, oh my gosh, what on earth just happened there? It blew my mind. It was insane. Um, Okay, the next book we have is The Humans by Matt Haig. This is basically about a man who solves this Ryman hypothesis, um, which is going to change life on earth if it gets out. Uh, And so... The aliens are like, Earth's not ready for this. We can't let Earth know that this exists. So they send an alien down to inhabit the body of the professor who discovered this and basically kill everyone who knows about it and eliminate all evidence that this rhyme hypothesis was discovered. Um, So it's crazy. Um, It's really, really funny as well because he's just constantly mocking the human race and their decisions. And to be honest, I can't help but agree with half the things he says. Um, But yeah, it is really funny. And yeah, you should definitely give it a go. It's good. Next up, we have my one of my favourite books on the planet. Definitely my favourite standalone ever. Um, And maybe even my favourite book ever due to the like the missed the undecision on the shadow on chronicles part because i honestly could not pick a single book from that chronicles um because it's all amazing um but uh that is the night circus by erin morgenstern oh my god this book is so good i adore this book basically it is about this circus that only opens at night um basically like it's suddenly there when yesterday it was not like seriously you wake up you you're like in a field right you wake up and there's no circus you go to sleep and you wake up again and it's there um it's all in black and white um and there's a big big clock um and honestly this book is amazing uh we follow the tale of several things we follow several perspectives uh we find out about uh, but basically this circus uh serves as a stage for two magicians that are in competition with each other but they do not know who their competition is like they don't know that each other are their competition um uh but yeah so it's it's insane it's so good it's oh it's such a amazing 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 book um but yeah and we follow the perspectives of some of the performers um as well as the magicians and uh as well there's a boy called bailey who is when he was younger he was dead to go break into the night circus in the middle of the day and then at that point we meet my favorite character and i'll give you a clue it's not bailey um uh right uh as much as i am sorry to tear myself away from the night circus next up we have the northern lights by philip pullman i've already talked a bit about this one i spoke about the amber spyglass so i'm going to keep going with this one um 
Next up, we have Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albatali. This is a beautiful book. It's my favourite contemporary and probably my second favourite standalone ever. I really love this book. It's basically about this gay boy who is not out to anybody. Um, and he starts emailing this boy called Blue, who's in the exact same situation. Um, but one day, silly old Simon goes into the library, emails Blue, and leaves his computer on. And then another boy sits down and sees this, and he blackmails Simon. Obviously, that ex- aspect of it is not nice. I'm not saying that it's nice at all. But the book is just so beautiful. The ending was amazing, and I really, it was so, so cute. Next up, we have Soul Surfer by Bethany Hamilton. This is the only non-fiction book I have owned. Oh, wait, no, that's a lie. It's the only non-fiction book I have read. I surf, if you do not know, and Bethany Hamilton has always been like a big idol for me uh, because basically she went out to surf one day and she got her whole arm bitten off by a shark. Yeah, she got her arm bit off by a shark and like she went to hospital and like she woke up and the first thing she said was, When can I get back on my board? And like she's just really inspirational. It's a really um it's so old and tatty this uh this copy that I have. It's really old and tatty, but it's because I've had it for so long. It's probably the book I've had the longest on my bookshelf. Yeah. It is. It's the book I've had the longest on my bookshelf. Um but yeah, so it's just a really good book. It's really sweet, and it is the only um, non-fiction book that I have ever read. And I did really like it, although like the first five chapters, I was like, "When's the shark attack gonna happen? When's the shark attack gonna happen?" Also, I'd like to say I really like sharks. Sharks are like my favorite animal. I love them. I think they're so cool. Um, and they're not evil, I promise. I promise they're not evil. Seriously, look into it. Um, I urge you to look into it and help with the, the shark movement. Uh, but I think it's like, pay, uh, yeah, chapter five is uh, the chapter where she gets attacked. I actually intend on rereading this because I haven't read it in a little while. Um, but yeah, so I would like to reread this at some point. Uh, next up we have my classics of which there are two um the first one is to kill a mockingbird by harper lee i recently read this um at the time of recording i um i literally today i released the to kill a mockingbird readathon and i just felt like recording something so i recorded this episode i don't know when it's going to come out um but basically this is about uh, a lawyer's children we see the perspective from the lawyer's children uh, the first half really a ghost story uh, but the second half is basically about uh, the lawyer their father is defending uh, a black man accused with the uh, charged with the rape of a white girl uh, there's a lot of racism in there so trigger warning for racism um but yeah so this is also set in the 1940s is it set in the 40s or is it set in the 30s? Um, oh, I don't know. Is it set in the 30s or the 40s? 30s, maybe? Oh, I don't know. 
yeah i don't know um but i believe it's set in the 40s Yeah, I don't know. Um, but basically, uh, they were, everyone was very racist back then, so this man doesn't really have a chance. There was a plot twist in there that just, like, left me with my mouth gaping. Like, oh my lord, what just happened? Um, I literally dropped the book and went, <gasps> and everyone looked at me and asked if I was all right, and it was really, really embarrassing. <laughs> Um, so the next book I have is another classic, and that is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. I read this book. It was very, um, wordy. <laughs> uh, I didn't understand half the words in there. I inferred them from the text a lot of the time. And I've also put a massive white crack in the spine, which is really, really annoying. Um, but to be honest as much as I hate to say it, this was the book I read that kind of got me back into reading. I mean, I read this book and then I read another book and I was like, oh, I like books. <laughs> um, yeah, this book kind of got me back into reading um, in a sense. Um, I didn't, it's weird because I didn't actually love this book. The characters, I didn't, yeah. Um, as you probably can tell from my quiz, uh, taking bookish quizzes uh, podcast episode. I'm not sure if I've uploaded that yet, but I might have done. I mean, it's definitely on the to upload list. Um, uh, I got um, Elizabeth from this book. Um, and I was like, Ew, I don't want to be Elizabeth. I'm taking another quiz. Um, but yeah, so this is I didn't love it I didn't hate it but I didn't love it um but yeah okay so that's that one next up we have it's not really a classic but it's a little like canvas hardback book about Jane Austen and it's got some like really cute watercolor pictures and stuff in there it's just got like some cute pictures and it's basically the story of Jane Austen's life it's a super quick read you could probably read it in about five minutes well, I don't know about that, maybe 10. How many pages is it? Alvin, oh, the numbers are, the pages aren't numbered. Oh, well, it's, it'll be a really, really quick read because it's just, um, it's really thin anyway. And it's just like, like half of its pictures, more than half of its pictures. Um, and the words are really big as well. It's just a really, really quick, cute read. So I've got it as a present. It's like a little canvas hardback book. Uh, it's by Zena, I cannot say that, and Nina Cosford um uh and it's life it's been like been made by life portraits um but yeah so it's really cute and i got it as a present um but yeah uh next up we have the series so this section is going to be going a lot quicker than the other bits um and so first up we have my harry potter collection which is harry potter and the philosopher's stone harry potter and the of secrets harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban harry potter and the goblet of fire harry potter and the order of phoenix harry potter and the half-blood prince harry potter and the deathly hallows the tales of beetle the bard and the crimes of grindelwald um a screenplay um so that is like my little harry potter collection i also have a lot of merchandise regarding harry potter but i'm not going to go into that now um but basically this is a series about a boy who discovers that he is a wizard 
And I'm sure you know the story of Harry Potter, so I'm going to go through it fairly quickly. Um, but he discovers that he's a wizard and he starts attending this magical school called Hogwarts. Um, but it's actually really good. I really enjoy it still now as a you know teenager. I still enjoy the Harry Potter series. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I do love the Harry Potter series. It's adorable. It's a big part of my childhood. And yeah, they're really, really good. Um, next up, we have the Six of Crows duology, which consists of Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. Um, uh, my favourite of these is definitely Six of Crows. Crooked Kingdom didn't really have a plot. It was kind of like a go with the flow all over the place kind of thing. Whereas Six of Crows did have a plot and still has a new book smell. Oh my gosh. I've had this book for ages. Like, there's normal people and there's me sniffing my books. Oh my gosh, yeah, it smells so nice. Oh, I got this from Waterstones um, as a bit of a treat. I went in there and I was like, oh, I don't know what to uh, pick up. I had, like, literally there was about 50 books in there that I'd already wanted to read. Sorry, if I pause for a minute, it's because I'm sniffing my book. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but I got this from Waterstones and I really liked it. Uh, it's basically about six outcasts. Yeah. There's six of them. Um, so there's Kaz, Inej, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? I feel it's like Wyland or something. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's like Wyland. Oh my gosh, what's his name now? I have to know. So there's Kaz, Inej, Jesper, Mateus, Nina, and like this Wyland. Oh my gosh. Where is he? I'm going to edit all this out, by the way. Future Mishka, edit all of this out. Um, oh, I saw his name. Wylan. I'm so close. His name's Wylan. Right. Not Waylan, it's Wylan. <laughs> um but yeah so those were the outcasts and basically they're all outcasts for different reasons um and yeah it's a really good book uh six of crows uh i i, I think crooked kingdom is still good i just don't think it was on six of crows level um but basically they go on a heist try and get some money um it's a really dangerous heist they're breaking into like a really high security prison um but yeah so that's that Next up, we have the Divergent series slash collection. Um, so that is Divergent, Insurgent, Allegiant, and Four, which is uh, like a thing of short stories. I don't think it really counts as the original trilogy. Uh, so basically, this follows a girl called Triss. Uh, it's a dystopian, um, and basically, there's like uh, factions, they're called. Um, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. But, like, um, there's one for each kind of characteristic. So there's Dauntless, which is bravery. Erudite, which is, uh, like, smartness, intelligence. Um, uh, then there's also Amity, which is peace. Abnegation, which is um, selflessness. And Candor, which is truth. I believe there's five, not six. Is there a sixth? I don't think there is. But, um, anyway, so this, uh, girl is discovered to be divergent. 
um, which basically, um, it's not really a spoiler because it's literally the name of the book, and I think you can infer that much from the first couple of pages. Uh, but it's basically where she fits into more than one faction, and this is really dangerous. Like, people don't like this because they can't control them, and they're like not like the government's norm. Um, so Triss much choose which faction she like decides she belongs to. Um, and honestly, the first book I prefer massively over the second two. Um, the first book was an amazing, amazing book. I really, really loved it. Insurgent felt a bit like a gap filler, and Allegiant was just awful. I don't even want to talk about Allegiant. <laughs> Uh, uh, whereas four I liked because it is from it's a short story collection it's, it's only short in itself it's like 250 pages maybe um, yeah like 300 pages um, and basically it is all the things that Triss went through but from four's perspective who is my favourite character from the series um, but honestly, yeah, I do. I love Four so much, and I was really, really, I really enjoyed getting to see everything from his perspective. And yeah, it, I wasn't disappointed at all, which I was worried I would be. Next up, we have Cinder from the Lunar Chronicles. Um, so this is only the first book. I'm currently in the process of reading the second book. That is like my main book that I'm reading at the moment. Um, well, it's like the only book that I'm reading at the moment. Um, but Cinder is basically. Um, I spoke, I told, basically, I told you about uh, Cinder when I spoke about Cress, so again, I won't go into too much detail with this one. Uh, so the next ones are the Spiderwick Chronicles by Holly Black and Tony Ditterlizzi. Sorry, I'm, I think I butchered that. Um, but this is basically about uh, three children, Mallory, Jared, and I feel really bad. I think, it's, is it Simon? Yeah, Simon and um, Grace. And they go to live in their old great-great-uncle. Um, yeah, their great-uncle Arthur, Arthur Spiderwick's house. And he wrote, like, a field guide about all these, like, magical creatures, like fairies and goblins. Um, and basically the fairies and goblins don't want this book to exist so the fairies and goblins are trying to get this book from these children, um, and it's it's insane. It's a middle grade, but it is really cute and it like it's really really nice. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely give it a go if you haven't already. And yeah, it's it's really cute. Oh, next up we have the highlight of my shelves, and that is the Shadowhunter Chronicles. Ooh. I love this collection so much. So what I have, I uh, I do not have them all. I'm working through it. Um, but what I have at the moment is the Shadowhunters Codex, the Bane Chronicles, City of Bones, City of Ashes, City of Glass, City of Fallen Angels, City of Lost Souls, City of Heavenly Fire, uh, the Red Scrolls of Magic, Clockwork Angel, Clockwork Prince, and Clockwork Princess. So I have the Shadowhunters Chronicles, which is by Cassandra Clare and Simon Lewis. It's not Simon Lewis. Oh my gosh, that's the name of one of the characters. That is so funny. It's Joshua Lewis. I can't believe it's Simon Lewis. That's the name of one of the Mortal Instruments characters. That's so funny. Um, the Bane Chronicles is by Cassandra Clare, Sarah Reese Brennan, and Maureen Johnson. The Mortal Instruments is just by Cassandra Clare. Uh, the Red Scores of Magic is by Cassandra Clare and Wesley Chu. And the Infernal Devices is again just by Cassandra Clare. These books 
oh my lord, they have a very, very special place in my heart. I love these books so much. They're just so beautiful. And, oh, I just, my love for them is endless. My love for them knows no bounds. <laughs> but basically, it's uh, all set in this world where there are shadow hunters, which are a race of half human, half angels um, that kill demons. And there are also downwilders, which are half demons. There's a lot of controversy surrounding whether or not they deserve to be like slayed like uh, shadow hunters say demons or whether they deserve to like live like normal mundanes or whether they should live like normal shadow hunters mundanes is the name for like normal people folk like us um but basically um i love these books so so much and yeah they all obviously also house my favourite couple, which I've talked about endlessly on this podcast, which is Magnus and Alec. They're just adorable, they're so sweet. Anyway, I'm not going to go off on the Malik tangent, but you get the kind of picture. But they, these are the best books in the history of the human race. If you haven't already read them, then A, that's blasphemy, and B, read them. Um, right, next up we have The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and The Hunger Games trilogy. Um, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is a prequel to the original Hunger Games trilogy, which came out this year. Um, it's basically set at the 10th annual Hunger Games and is based around the villain of the original trilogy. It was so good. I loved it. Um, I aim, I think I might do a full review on that. We'll have to see how it goes. It's quite chunky. It's quite a hefty fella. But it is, yeah. But it's good. I really love it um and the original trilogy i have already talked up a little bit uh only the hunger games is down here because catching fire is in my reading rush stack and mocking jays up on my tbr shelf um so i only have the first book here but it's basically set in a dystopian world where every year there are 24 tributes that must be given up to the hunger games uh so there's 12 districts and that means 24 tributes two from each district that's a girl and a boy um, and at the annual reaping um the uh person who picks out for that district in district 12's case epi trinket picks them out and reads out the name and that is the person that must compete in the hunger games unless someone volunteers as tribute (laughs) um but basically um this girl we follow katniss everdeen who ends up in the hunger games through various events events that you will understand if you read the book through various events she ends up competing in the hunger games and yeah so she has been hunting all her life and she is uh considered um well after this she's considered a rebel for reasons that you will find out at the end of the book um but she is considered a rebel and basically they will do anything they can to get rid of her um and Basically, that is what's going on throughout the rest of the trilogy. Um, So, after this, we have some books that are down at the bottom. I'm not really going to be able to explain these because I haven't read most of them. Um, But first of all, we have the Bewley kind of guide for when we went to Bewley. Um, I have a surf guitar, uh, learn how to play it. I have uh, Peter and Dan Snow's The Treasures of British History. I have the comic of The Sandman by Neil Gaiman and Yosh 
Yoshitaka Amano, I think. Sorry, I've probably looked at that again. Uh, Witches and Witchcraft um, by Rosemary Ellen Guguayi. Um, then we've also got a copy of The Hobbit. Uh, uh, oh, like a book about ancient Egypt by Irene's Collections. Uh, um, and then we also have Hindu Stories um, by, who's that by? Anita Ganeri. Sorry, I didn't do that. Anita Ganeri is what I said. Uh, the Surf Girl Handbook uh, by, who's that by? Um, Orca Publications, it says. I think there's like various things from different female surfers. Uh, then I have Linnea in Monette's Garden, which is a gift. And I can't read the writing on that right now because I'm trying to hold up all the other books at the same time. Uh, then I have Women in Science um, and Unsolved Mysteries. And then I also have a game. Um, and then I also have various colouring books based off of um, things. So I also have a Disney How to Play Guitar, like the Disney songs on guitar. I have harry potter coloring book i also have the harry potter magical places and characters coloring book uh, then i have a shoujo fashion manga art school and uh, i also have a hunger games coloring book and that's the main gist of that there's loads of books inside a box but i'm not going to go into those because there are a lot of them are like manga or non-fiction books that i haven't read so i can't really talk about i'm just going to go over a couple of books that are about my room that i can talk about because I've, I've like read them or something similar otherwise it would be here for hours if i talked about all the books that were in the box as well um, and i haven't read most of them and some of them non-fiction and i just don't do non-fiction really um, so first up, we have the Percy Jackson series. Um, these are like in a little section around the box because uh, there wasn't any room in the box for them. Um, but the Percy Jackson series is basically uh, a series about this boy who finds out that he is a demigod. I'm sure you've heard of Percy Jackson, but he finds out he is a demigod and is the son of a major god. Uh, he's the son of Poseidon. And so he can control water and the sea and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, there are five books in the series, all of which I have read. Um, but, yeah, so that's all I really have to say on this this front. Uh, next up, we have Stephen King's Skeleton Crew and Stephen King The Shining. Um, I put The Shining in there. I don't actually have it here, but I do have a copy um and i gave it to my mum to read and i haven't seen it since but we are going to go on a little hunt for it um but i do own it it is i do have a copy i just can't find it at the moment um <laughs> but basically that's a collection of stories i think they're short stories i think it's a collection of short stories it's massive it's really big how many pages is that out of interest oh my god it is oh it's not as long as i thought it's like 560 pages. That's not as long as I thought. Oh my gosh, but it's massive. How can it be? Maybe it's got like really thick pages. Is that it? Oh yeah, the pages are quite thick. Um, it's a collection of short stories from Stephen King, renowned author. I'm sure you've heard of him. Um, 
but it's a collection of short stories from Stephen King and they're all like little horror, you know. Next up, we have Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which I've already talked about a bit when I spoke about Hollow City, so I'm not going to go into this one. And then also here, I have this beautiful copy of Alice in Wonderland, and it's a manga edition. So if you go through it, there's like the original story. Um, it's quite hefty. It is... Oh, it's not as hefty as I thought. Again, maybe the pages are really thick. Uh, and a lot of them are pictures. It it's three hundred and fifty pages, um, but it isn't quite big. Um, but it's basically the original tale of Alice and through the Looking Glass, um, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and through the Looking Glass. And basically, there's like pictures, like manga pictures, throughout it. And it's just oh, it's such an amazing book. I've read it like five times now. Um, not just because of the amazing story. Uh, which credit from Lewis Carroll there, um, but then also the pictures are just beautiful, um, and all kinds of things, insane things happen. Um, but I do, I do just love the story of Alice in Wonderland. It's just such such a beautiful classic, uh, and it deserves all the credit that it gets. <laughs> um, okay, next up we have the books that I am reading for the readathon. And those books are, but I've already finished. I'm at the time of recording. I am also recording the reading rush um, thing. So these are all the books that I'm reading for the reading rush. I have already read the Red Scrolls of Magic, as you saw earlier, um, and that's like just a book all about Malik, and it was so good. I lapped it up like a dog. Um, but uh, speaking of dogs, uh, the first book I have on these are all the books I'm reading for the reading rush is The Curious Instant of the Dog in the Nighttime. This is the book I've committed to reading completely outside. Um, but yeah, so I am on page at the moment 30. I'm on page 30 and it's, yeah, it's so good. It's really short uh, and it's like going to be a quick read. Um, but it's basically... It's basically about this boy who has Asperger's syndrome. Um, basically, he there's a dog. His neighbor's dog is murdered, and he ventures out to discover what happened to this dog. Um, next up, we have Scarlet, which I'm currently in the process of reading inside. Um, if you don't know, I read for like three hours before bed. Um, so I'm getting like I'm about halfway through this. I'm on like page uh, 160 um, and this is the sequel to Cinder and the one before Cress. So as you can assume, I'm sure I've talked about this uh, quite a bit. So I'm just going to move on. Next, we have A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Camera. And this is a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, basically, Harper lives in Washington, D.C., and she is thrust into Prince Ren's world. And Prince Ren is cursed. He's obviously the beast and can only be released if someone truly loves him. Um, but, yeah, so I am really, really excited to get jump into this one because it does sound good. Uh, next, we have Cross, which is the sequel to Match, which I talked about earlier. Um... But this is the sequel, and I've already spoke about it a little bit, so I'm not going to go massively into it. And the final one I have here is Catching Fire, which I am going to be rereading. 
Um, I've again, I spoke about the Hunger Games and Mockingjay. Um, but yeah, so I am gonna leave you there because I think this is already a good hour long. Um, I think I'm gonna have to do. Oh no, wait, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so um, I will see you soon with a new podcast episode. Uh, don't forget, you can reach me at bookishbananza at gmail.com or at bookishbananza if you want my Instagram. Uh, so don't get, don't forget to go follow me over there. Um, I post every, I post um, pictures of the books that are featured in each episode. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, I hope to see you soon in a new podcast episode. I post two a week. Uh, two half hours a week or two or one really really long one a week um so i'll see you soon with a new podcast episode bye